What's going on, everybody? This is your man, Daniel T. Adams of PerhapsToday.net, and I'm super glad that you decided to stop by for this new Bible Speed Art Podcast. We have been looking at the Fruit of the Spirit series. It is a nine-part series we're working on, and today we're looking at part number four, and this is all about goodness. So far, we've talked about self-control. We've talked about gentleness. Last time, we looked at faithfulness. Today, we're going to dive into goodness and what that means as we take an expedition into God's Word. So with no further ado, let's jump on into goodness. Thanks again. My name is Daniel T. Adams, and as always, I am excited to take you on this expedition into God's Word. So with no further ado, let's jump right in to this picture for goodness. The verses we're going to be looking at for this video come from the book of Ephesians out of the Bible in the New Testament. We're looking at the fifth chapter, and I'm going to start reading from the eighth verse. So go ahead and follow along. For you were once darkness, it says, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. That is why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Some incredible verses. I absolutely love these verses, and I want to just dive right into these. So what we're talking about here today is goodness. And we've been on this Fruit of the Spirit series. This is now the fourth video. We've looked at self-control. We've looked at gentleness. We've talked about faithfulness. And now we're looking at goodness. And we're trying to figure out what is goodness? What does it mean to be good? How do we define that? In this day and age, we can say so many different things. One person says, well, this way of doing something is good, or, or this is good, or, or that's good, or you want to you know, have this kind of relationship. Sure, that's good. Or you want to you know, say that, that God is this. Okay, sure, that's good. Or, or is it something that's being said from a pulpit? Okay, that's got to be good. But what really is good? And if we look at what goodness is, I think it helps in these verses because these verses really point out the conflict and the contrast between darkness and light. As, as Paul writes, "You for you were once darkness. And I think that's so brilliantly written. He doesn't just write, for you were once in darkness, but you were once darkness. And if we're going to go back and look at this uh, contrast between darkness and light, we're going to see it all through Scripture. Even all the way back to the very first four verses of the book of Genesis. Now, I know we've talked about uh, that before, but it's so awesome and amazing how God poured everything into that first chapter of Genesis, which really everything we can need to learn about God is in that first chapter, but we're just you know such dumb sheep that it takes the other 60, you know, five books plus 40 chapters or whatever to figure it out. But what he writes about in Genesis, as as creation is there in the beginning, God creates the heavens and the earth, and the earth is what? There's darkness, it's, it's formless, it's empty, it's void. And then God says, let there be light. And what does he see the light is? It's good. And that's what we're looking at, is what does it mean to be good? It's beneficial. It brings glory to him. Because God is 
light. And we can see that from the book of 1 John in the first chapter, verses 5 through 7. He says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him, there is how much darkness? There is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Remember that word truth. We're going to look at that in a moment. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So we know that God is light and God sees that the light is good. It brings glory to him. So therefore, from the very beginning, everything we need to know to focus on, to put our thoughts on, to set our heart on, is to bring glory to him. And yet we fail at that time after time again because we're so selfish. And just like this picture you see being drawn out and, and depicted on the screen before you, we're, we're darkness. We're not just in darkness, but we are darkness. Which is why, no matter how hard we try, no matter how good we try to be, we can never just walk out of the darkness into light. Why? Because wherever we go, the darkness is with us because we are darkness. And if you think about what life is like before Christ, if you're someone who has put your faith and your hope and your trust and have submitted your life and everything you are to the Lordship of Christ, then you remember there's that moment where you're in the darkness and yeah, when that light shines, when he says, let there be light, and that light is revealed in your life, it exposes that you are darkness. It exposes that no matter what you do, you can never get to the purity and the goodness and the holiness of that light. You will always be separated from it. There's nothing you can do. So what does it do? Is it points out that I need a savior. I mean, God did that brilliantly with the law in the Old Testament. It constantly pointed out, well, do not do this, do not do that, do not do this, and they would do it. And it points out, I'm a lawbreaker. And, and Paul even mentions later on in the scripture, he goes, if you break one law, you break them all. And what's the first commandment even? We tend to forget about the first commandment, have no other gods before me. We fail at the law right there. So if we break one part, we can say we break all the other commandments as well. So that light, as it shines on us, as it exposes who we are, it makes us cry out if we have a heart to want to know him and have a relationship with him. We, have, we cry out to him and our emptiness, our void, our nothingness, just like the earth was at the beginning of creation, our darkness. He speaks light into it through Christ Jesus and then he separates us from the darkness. Oh my goodness, how brilliantly that was that, that was pointed out in the first four verses. He speaks light and life into us through Christ Jesus. He makes us new and then he separates the newness from the darkness. So why do we constantly try to want to live as we did in the darkness? That goes right back to John's point. We're liars. He truly hasn't changed us. If we're just going to want to constantly live in the darkness, no. We should actually be seeking what pleases the Lord. That's what it says in verse 10 of Ephesians 5. And find out what pleases the Lord. Because our darkness does not do it. No matter how good you try to be in the darkness, it's still unpleasing to the Lord. No matter how much you want to try to dress the darkness up and call it light, it's still darkness. And as you see here in a couple of moments, this picture that's in darkness. You're going to see what this painter does. And this is what 
Paul is saying in that fifth chapter, the fifth chapter of Ephesians, he's saying, you were once darkness, but now in Christ, you are light in the Lord. You're not light because anything you've done. It's because what the Lord has done in you. So when the light was shined into the darkness, what did God immediately do? He separated the light from darkness. Why? Because the light was good. Therefore, to be in goodness, it's to be separated from the darkness. To be in goodness is not to imitate the darkness, but to be imitators of God. If you go back to the first verse of this chapter of Ephesians, what does Paul write? Be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Christ didn't live his life for selfishness. He lived his life to please the Father. It's goodness because it brought glory to God because it was in the, within the will of God. It was in submission, full-hearted submission to the will of God. So for us to be in goodness and to understand what goodness is in the fruit of the Spirit, it's not the darkness you see on the screen, but now as you see, light is painted into the picture. It's what Christ does for us on the inside. So he says, live as children of light. Don't live in the darkness. See, you can see when that light shows up, there's a contrast. You can clearly see the difference. You now have knowledge of what it was and what it wasn't, what it is and what it isn't. That's what the word truth means, as it says in verse 9, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. In the Greek, that word truth is brilliant. It's aletheia, and it means to remain hidden, to keep secret, to escape notice. But it adds a prefix. A prefix in English, as we would say, is non or un. So essentially, when you put that together, you mean not to remain hidden, not to escape notice, not to keep secret. So why didn't it just say that up front in its definition? That truth is, you know, to just be in the open because you have to know what it's not to know what it is. You have to know what it is to know what it's not. Because you were once darkness, you now know the light. You should want to cling to the light. If you truly are light in the Lord, you don't want to go back. You have a desire and a drive to please the Lord. So where are you at today? A good litmus test of the check of the fruit of the Spirit in our life is are we people that want to even know what pleases the Lord, let alone do what pleases the Lord? Are we too busy focusing on ourselves, focusing on our checklist of uh, things to do good? Oh, I went to church, I read my Bible, I said my prayers, I I helped an old lady across the street, I'm good. No, who sets the definition to good is it's what brings glory to the creator of all things. The one who spoke light into darkness and then separated from us, giving us a concept of being set apart. So those who live in the walking, the ways of the Spirit, will exhibit the fruit of the Spirit, and that will be goodness, and that will be seeking to bring all glory to God. Just like the end of this scripture says, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and let the light of Christ shine on you. Are you ready to wake up today? Are you ready to rise into the light of Christ, into the good purpose of who you were created to be? 
Thanks so much for tuning into this Bible Speed Art video. Again, my name is Daniel T. Adams, and as always, it is my honor and pleasure to take you through these expeditions of God's Word. If you are in need of prayer, please feel free to reach out to us, send us an email, leave a comment on a video, and let us know how we can better serve you in prayer. Uh, if there's somebody you know who can benefit from these videos, please share them with them. Share them on your social media pages. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can know when new videos are coming out. These videos were not meant to just sit on a shelf and, and hide away. Way. These videos are meant to be shared, and we will share it because we are the church. Thank you so much. God bless. Yes,